Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am your host, Kente, all the way from Los Angeles, California. And this is a special episode, episode number 117. Now, normally we're on Mondays, but this lady is so special, we had to do a special program for her. So before we get into who our wonderful guest is, let me introduce my beautiful co-host the one and only shannon how you doing shannon hi kente v ferguson i am great how are you i am doing very good uh i feel good it's a beautiful day in los angeles i was driving i was driving i was driving down the street i was listening to music and i realized man i'm a lucky dude Mm, i live i live in a great city and uh have great things going on and i knew later tonight that this night i'd be talking to two wonderful ladies so i'm feeling really good okay look at you big pimpin all right so um let's introduce our guests now this young lady has been on mars venus before as a panelist so this will be her first time as on in the one-on-one hot seat and we always say that on Mars Venus, uh, somebody's getting ar- uh, arrested or <laughs> we always save we, al- we always save the one on the one on one for our special guests. So um, actually, you know, our last one on one was uh, Alan Roger Curry. So it was. So uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So and you guys were on once before together. So uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> right, really yes, we were. Oh. Lord, <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. We got to do that again. We definitely got to yes. do that again. All right, so this lady, she's a sensual energy alchemist, and oh, Maisha, nice how are you doing, Maisha? Hi, how are you? Excellent. I'm doing great, and I'm so happy to have you back on. Um, last night we did a an episode called "Let's Talk About Sex." And we had a panel together, and we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about uh, when we first, um, who first gave us game about sex. We talked mm. about enhancements in the bedroom that could possibly help out. We talked about uh, just different things, uh, the good, the bad, and sometimes ugly uh, that can happen in the bedroom. And I felt like tonight to have an expert come in and really give us some good game I think is uh, is what needs to happen. So um, we've had you on, but never really got to the root of who you are. So uh, in tradition on indie radio, when someone's first time actually being a guest, we like to start off in the beginning. So where are you from originally? New York City. New York City. All right. Where you yes. reside presently. That is correct. Yes. So uh, what borough? In, in uh, Manhattan, in Harlem. Manhattan. Oh, okay. That's what's up. All right. Yeah. Now, now, were you one of those people at a very young age that knew what you wanted in life? 
in which in uh, in which aspect of life like knew what i wanted to do as a profession profession yeah uh so yes i always knew i wanted to help people i started out wanting to be a psychiatrist when i was 11 years old until i found out that i had to go to medical school and i did not want to do that so i asked the career person that came to my school well what could i do that's not a psychiatrist but the same thing and they said a psychologist and i said that sounds good and so i'm so from the age of 11 i knew that i wanted to major in psychology because i was always fascinated at why people do what they do why they think how they think just the behavior in general human behavior um and so that's Yes, I guess from the beginning, I knew I wanted to help people be better. Okay. And um, in, that's interesting because a lot of oh, us are takers. Fair. A lot of us are takers, right? So to be a giver, it, it takes a special person. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, thank you. So where did that come from, you think, that just wanting to be a giver? Uh pain trauma no uh i'm the i'm the oldest of three um you know i mean i've just always i've always i'm a virgo i've always been the person to you know put pieces together i've always been the center you you know the the person who who was the rock in the middle of the storm i've just i've always been that um Just real quick, when I was like, I think it was, I was nine, I had to be about eight or nine. And my sister and I were at this camp. We lived in Brooklyn at the time. We went to an amusement park and my parents had given us some money and there were kids who didn't have enough money to get on the rides. And so I kept giving our money to the other kids so that they could get on rides too. My sister was pissed. Um, I mean, we had enough to like get on a couple of rides, but we had, we had more money. And she's just like, why do you keep giving our money away? I was like, so they can get on rides too. So I, I've, I just always, I'm not, I've, I've just always been that way, uh-huh. I guess. Oh, that's what's up. Now, um, when you went to high school, uh, what, what was that like? And um, was it a high school that really helped you uh, reach to what you were trying to get to? Or did you find yourself in high school? What was your We're going to be all in your business. So I went to boarding school in New England, and it was quite an interesting experience. Uh, it was like so different from New York City. <laughs> and I came back talking like that, and my mother was like, stop. Um, <laughs> no, so I went, yeah, I went to boarding school. I went through a scholarship program for academics, so I was a little bit of a smarty. Um, I was a valedictorian in the sixth grade, salutatorian in the eighth grade. Uh, so a little, little brain, little brain to go along with the sex. Um, I give good head either way. Um, (laughs) and so, (laughs) and so boarding school was fun. I liked it. It was like going away to college at 14. I was pretty much on my own. Uh, had to figure out how to, you know, live my life. My parents weren't there. I mean, we were, you know, teachers, but I was in a dorm with other girls and, you know, navigated that way in so many ways. It was a really great experience. I, I wanted to go to boarding school since I was a kid. I saw the facts of life. I wanted to be Tootie. Mm. And, and, and I kind of was because, you know, there were only but so many brown folks there. So, um, you know, but when I saw facts of life, I thought it was fake. I was like, wow, that's really not real. And I was like, oh, my God, there's really boarding school. And so when I got the chance to, to be in that program and they were looking at day school versus boarding school, I was like, no, I want to go away. Like, I just, I knew that I wanted to do that and I was happy to go. So high school was a very, that experience shaped a lot of, I think, what 
makes me unique in many ways in what I do. My mindset is a little different maybe from some of the other larger pieces of, of my community or community of color because I was around so many other cultures, you know, as a teenager and of different ways of thinking. Mm. What was that? So you said that when you came back, you were talking differently uh, and your mom was kind of getting on you. What about like the people from the neighborhood? How was they treating you? So I never, my parents never sent us to school in our neighborhood. Oh. Um, we never went to school in Harlem. My brother and sister went to school uh, on the Upper West Side. We, we fluctuated between private school and public school. Um, my sister went to Brooklyn Tech uh, in Brooklyn. My brother ended up going to boarding school in uh, outside of Boston. Um, so I didn't really know people in New York. I didn't, you know, have tons of friends in the city or anything like that. So we were literally the kids that kind of went in the building, came out the building. You know, we were the good kids, um, except for the one guy who lived in my building that I was messing around with. But still, I was like the good girl. So you know, <laughs> it was it was that type of that type of thing. So okay. I went to a private school up until high school as well. So, but I didn't go to boarding school. I, I went to a religious school. So, um, oh, yeah. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> no, it was really, you know, what? it was a great experience because it was an all black school. And wow. so it was not, it was a church of God in Christ. Uh, I don't know. You guys. Know okay. West Angeles. I've heard of that. Right. Uh, West Angeles. I mean, I've had some real interesting experiences that one day I, maybe I'll talk about on the show. Uh, but um, it was it was a good experience, and then I'm, I'm glad though I went to public school for high school because uh, I felt like I needed that, you know. So yeah, yeah. my first school was actually uh, an African centered school. Oh, nice. The first school I ever went to was called Wayusi Shule, and uh, I went there for when I was five, five and six years old, and uh, like I mean, like we had we had uniforms, like a we had a uniform, and the teachers were Baba and Mama. And we learned Swahili. I learned how to use an abacus. So that was my that was my first school experience was actually being in an African African centered school. Very nice. So now let's transition to your current career. Um, I know we have a lot of our own preconceived notions on exactly what it is that uh, a sexual or sensual alchemist may do. But, you know, for the, for us who are who's not aware of what you do, kind of give us some background on how you got into it and exactly what it is. Sure. So I've always uh, liked sex. I've always been interested in sex. Uh, I've always been interested in how people think in the human body and sexuality. It's, uh, you know, I've always been interested in, in witchy stuff, spell work, moon work. That's just um, part of and, and it has led me here. Um, I was a personal trainer. And uh, that, that had been a dream of mine for a while. I was a huge gym head for a long time. And uh, finally got up the nerve to be a personal trainer because um, that involves a lot of sales. And as I was training women, you know, I would find that the conversation would center a lot around their bodies and wanting to be sexy and, and lose a certain amount of weight and doing all kinds of strange things in the gym so that they would be perceived as, as sexy uh, and so starting to have conversations with them, which kind of led me more into life coaching because I wanted women to understand that they didn't have to put saran wrap around their waist and be on the treadmill for an hour to be sexy, um, that their sexy was within. Uh, and, and so that, that, 
that kind of branched off into me starting to talk more about the the divine feminine and the sacred feminine on Facebook. And then I was invited to speak at uh, the Outer Sacred Sexuality Retreat. It was the first one. Uh, they I'd never met the hosts before. They just liked what I was talking about. And I said, yeah, you know, because I've been feeling this inkling, this itch to kind of, I was eking into talking more about like orgasmic energy and power on Facebook, but there was still like a fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was already very open sexually for people who knew, who knew me. Um, I felt like sex, like sex cured everything. Um, but so I started talking, when they invited me to the retreat, I talked about using your orgasmic power uh, to create your life because I was combining what I learned studying witchcraft and what I learned studying sex to kind of put that together. Uh, and so from there, I ended up uh, studying Tantra, which I kind of wanted to study, but I didn't really know the name for it. So I started studying Tantra, other forms of sacred sexuality, like like Taoism and uh, Asian forms. And that just kind of took me down this path where I am now. And yeah, here I am. Uh, orgasmic al- alchemy. I'm not quite sure what that is, but it sounds great. So yeah. uh, so kind of give us a little bit more what exactly that is. Sure. So sensual energy alchemy. Um, so sensual is using all five senses. That's what we're here to do as human beings. We're here living this divine experience in this body to touch to smell, to see, to hear, to taste. Like that's, that's why we have our senses to live our lives in this, in this juicy pleasure filled way, right? I, I, that's what I believe that we were here to experience life in this pleasurable fashion. So that's the sensual part energy because we're energetic beings. We are vibrations of energy. We look solid because of our molecules and how closely packed they are together but we are giant walking batteries. There's electricity running through our brains and we can direct that, en- that energy, alchemy, to change things. In the magical world, it was changing, you know, like um, an iron ore into gold, but alchemy is a process of changing one thing into another. So you take your sensual energy, use it to alchemize and to change your life. All right, I love it. Oh, thank you. So. Now, you said you believe that orgasms can cure a lot of what ails us. So, like, uh, so what are we talking like uh, if someone is going through some kind of pain, you know, have an orgasm and, you know, you you get better. Or if somebody I mean, what kind of things can be cured with or. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Napoleon Hill. Exactly. Uh, He speaks about that. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, headaches. Actually, women should have sex when they have a headache because it'll help it go away. Uh So uh, one example is uh, menstrual cramps. For It's a little different for men. So menstrual cramps for women. Um, If women have sex or masturbate self-pleasure while they're having their menses, it will actually help to alleviate the pain of the menstrual cramps. Mm-hmm. There, there's literally what you're doing. You're, when, you, when you go into orgasmic mode, when you're turned on, when you're aroused in your brain, it starts to block off a certain part of your brain. I want to say it's the reticular something or another. I actually have a video where I literally break down the science of orgasm. But um, it starts to block off the, the, the pain that's in your, the pain turns to pleasure. 
basically. It's one of the reasons why BDSM is is such a thing, which I'm I'm in the kink world as well. And I'm poly, so we can talk about all of that. Right. Um, but so in, in BDSM, there's pleasure in the in the hit, there's pleasure in that pain, right? And so if you're suffering from a menstrual cramp, having an orgasm will switch that and turn that into pleasure, flood your 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 brain, your synapses with dopamine, oxytocin, other feel-good hormones, and it will actually alleviate the pain. So yes, orgasms can do that. Interesting. I don't want to put um, our co-host on blast too much, but she said this on the show, so I'm not speaking out of turn, that she would like to go down the uh, BDSM uh, lane. So you have an expert here, so uh, ask her. Yes. BDSM route. I said I have done my education lessons on the BDSM route, and as uh. I find a willing participant for the rest <laughs> of my life, we can go down that route together. Yeah. So what's, what's some yeah. advice you can give her, uh, being that she's a, you know, check out fe- check out Fet Life. F-E-T-L-I-F. Fet for fetish. Oh, there you go. She good. She good. I'm not new to this community. I just have refrained from being active in communities such as that because I like I said, looking for my Y'all know where I'm going. Okay, I see. I understand. I see a little dom in you though. See a little dom in you. Yeah. Little femdom. That's what Kente he said. I'm bossy. Yeah, she's yeah. I can I can see that. I can see that very, all very up bossy. in there. Very bossy. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back to this uh, this notion of curing through orgasmic uh, alchemy because it's very interesting. Um, you know the the whole thing about um, you know I have a headache I can't tonight and stuff like that. And so what you're saying is I just want to make sure I, it's clear that <laughs> you know. No, no, you definitely need to get it in. <laughs> no, I really, I really do. I really, yes, I really do think so. If you, you have a, a good partner, I think that, I think that sex can make you feel good and not, you know, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't have to be intercourse, right? There are tons of ways to experience that type of pleasure mm-hmm. to have your partner engage with you and, and have that pleasure. But the, the point is, is that yes, getting getting into a pleasure zone does help the body to feel better absolutely yes okay now um is there something that you would suggest maybe not having sex during uh like i mean a full-blown migraine would that help i really i mean I, i you know it's hard for me i can't really think of a reason i mean barring some strain you know like you're Ebola. on an operating table, like I'm, right. like I'm sitting, like I'm trying to think. Mm, no, <laughs> no. I mean, obviously, everybody, you know, individual, right? I'm not gonna be like, you know, you better go have sex. But you know, no. I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, if you've got blinding, I've never, I think I've experienced a migraine once in my entire life. But if you've got blinding migraine pain, there are whole other things that are going on. You know, besides, you know, and, and an orgasm is, is only going to be a, 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 a small little stopgap. So I, I would I would not recommend that as the course of action. Right. I would just say that that might be helpful for the moment. But there, there are other things going on. Okay. 
Now, um, central body work, um, what, what's that exactly? So my, you know, we're all a little different in the Tantra community. Uh, most of us started out with Reiki. Um, so I am Reiki level two. Uh, so wanting to be a, a Reiki master, I'll work on that in 2020. Um, but I saw so I'm Reiki level two and a lot of us start out with Reiki. So we start out learning energy work. We start out working with the chakras, which are, um, energy centers in the brain for people who may not know. Um, I always explain it as, uh, it's like, um, it's like you've got beltways in your, in your body, like people who live in DC or Boston, or I think LA probably has a beltway. Every place has like a beltway. Right. Um, so like your chakras are like major beltways in your body. And then you have meridian lines, which are like the, the highways that feed into the beltway. And so in, in Reiki and other energy work, you learn how to feel for those energy centers to tell whether they may be blocked, um, open, closed, whatever have you, and to send energy there. So that's that's how the sensual body work starts. I combine what I've learned with Tantra, uh, Meridian Points, um, Active Tantra, uh, Reflexology to give my clients a, a, an orgasmic or a different experience, right? It doesn't have to be orgasmic, but a different experience because again, when your body's in a pleasure state, then you can you can heal it faster than if it's tense, right? So my sessions are designed to relax. And then I speak words of affirmation usually into my clients based on what it is that they're looking to heal because you're, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a hypnotic type of state when you're, when you're on a massage table, right? If you've just gotten a regular massage, it's just, you're completely relaxed. And so that's the perfect time to really infuse your brain with new thoughts, new ideas to help you to, to bring out the best in who you are meant to be. So that's what my sessions largely do. It's like a therapy on crack. That's awesome. Now, do you find with your clientele that you have to break down the barriers of communication? Um, Because a lot of times people struggle to communicate their needs to their partners. Yes. So what I find, uh, so a little difference between, so I work mostly with men on the table um, because I find that men respond to the physical, men need the physical more than the talk, right? Because men are generally in their heads and they're, you know, and, and they're not open. And so getting them on the table helps to open them up. Uh, my clients have come to me saying they have issues with communicating with women Um, not their fault. Like men just aren't taught how to communicate with women. They're not taught any of the stuff that we as women want them to do. No one's telling them anything. And so there's a lot of confusion, you know, it's like, do I come? Do I go? What do I do? Um, so I, I help them to relax so that I can again, infuse them with that, but they, they're fine talking to me, but I'm not like their woman. Right. Right. So they don't have that same pressure. Yeah. So it's easy to talk to me. Mm, okay. Um, so, okay. If someone wanted to be your client, what would the steps be like? And, and what happens when you first meet with you? So I have an intake for, uh, well, I have a consultation um, that is mandatory. And then I, depending on how the consultation goes, then we proceed with the intake form. I have a client agreement that has to be signed. And in the intake form, I'll ask questions, uh, you know, not too invasive. Like, I don't need to necessarily know, like, 
your your health history, right? I'm not a doctor, but I will ask you if you're taking any medication. I will ask you what your stress level is. I will ask you what your relationship status is, you know, and if it's ideal for you, I'll ask you about your job, um, those things that are stresses in your life. And I'll ask, what are your fears? You know, mm-hmm. what, what would you like to get out of the session? So that's basically what, uh, what the intake process is. Um, and then from there, we have our session. My sessions are 90 minutes. Uh, we do our session and then I will generally follow up with my clients, um, you know, a couple of days later because things come up. Sometimes they come up in the session. Sometimes they come up days later after the session. This And this is for the men. I'm speaking specifically about the men. Things will come up, you know, for them. For the women, yeah, you know, things come up. But for the men, things will come up for them. Okay. Awesome. All right. Um, what kind of person would you suggest really would need to see you? Um, you know, like what are the kind of what are the kind of um, people that come to see you, and who would you suggest should come see you? Everybody. No. Um, so I work primarily, or try to work primarily with um, with African American community, um, because this is so taboo, so different to us and because we are in need of so much healing, uh, you know, we're still trauma stricken. We've still got PTSD on the side of the hemisphere. We think we don't, but we do. Um, the way our relationships are set up is, is just, it's crazy. Um, it doesn't feel like it's getting better with the young people watching like all this reality TV garbage and them thinking that this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there are, and 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 now people are realizing there are a lot of men hurting, and I'm not taking anything away from women because I've I've been in some situations. I mean, I've I've been sexually assaulted. You know, we've we've had some pain, but our pain has has been a focus. Mm-hmm. But the fact that so many boys have been molested has not been a focus, or have been abandoned by their mothers has not been a focus. And this. It is not the lack of fathers that affects how black men are treating their women. It's, it's their moms mm. to, be, to be truth, to be truth be told because their mothers are showing them how they should treat women or, um, or they're treating them in such a way where they can't stand their mothers, but because it's mommy, they can't dislike her. So they will love and defend their mothers, but they will treat the woman that they're with like shit. So I don't know if I can curse now that I curse. Yeah, yeah, they will treat the woman they're with like shit because they have to take out that anger somewhere. Mm -hmm. So the issues are largely stemming from that. And and that's what I really want to begin to to work with men on because there's so many men who were raised by women who just have really, really horrible views of women based on how their mothers... I have a neighbor who I hear yelling at her son every morning every morning she's yelling at this boy I don't even know what he did and all I'm thinking is when he's an adult when he's a man what kind of relationship is he going to get into because he's either going to look for someone like his mother right in which he's going to be dominated by a woman or he's going to take out that aggression on a woman to finally show how powerful he is yeah. Wow. So I, 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 all that to say is, I, I want men to come to me. I provide a safe space. This is a, it's a non-judgment zone. I've had men tell me they have their bodies have never been touched like that. Their penis has never been touched like that. Um, because women only touch the penis when they want sex. They or they touch their bodies when they want sex. They don't get hugs. They, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like men are touch deprived. Mm. You know. Yeah. 
because women will hug each other, you know, sis. Dudes are like, yo, what's up, man? And, and then you, and then that's it. So the only time men get touched, that physical intimacy, is through sex, which is why sometimes so many men are trying to run around and have so much sex. It's not because they're dogs. It's just they really would like to have some intimacy, and no one has taught them any other way to do it but but sex. Mm. Let's talk about that safe space, though. You about have me yeah. holla. Safe spaces are so important. Um, how do you unpack a safe space for them? Because it's obvious that they feel safe with you, um, mm-hmm. but you're the non-biased party. You're not the one that they have to go home and please or get pleasure mm-hmm. from. So how do you engage that conversation so that they can then translate that to the spouse or the partner or the significant? Because that needs to be relayed in so many different avenues, and it's not. So I listen while they talk. And that's, I know sometimes that's difficult in a relationship because there's fear involved, right? I mean, I was married, I'm divorced now, and there's fear involved when you have a situation and, and, and you know, you probably want to listen to your man, but like, you're scared either he's not going to do what he said he's going to do. You're scared of disappointment. You're scared he's going to leave you. And so you, you, your brain shuts off the listen. And then as women, we just start talking. You know, we start talking and we talk over them and we talk over them. And at the end of what the dude says, like, you know, forget it. And and a man saying forget it or you're right, you're right, is the same thing as a woman saying, like, I'm fine. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you just you just you just shut it down um, because I'm not in that relationship. I can just let them talk. And when you when you when you let a man talk. It all comes out like it's like yeah. men. Are, men can talk. Men mm-hmm. can talk, and they and they just start talking about how they feel, you know, how how they either in their relationship or how they feel at work or how they feel walking through the world or their issues with their father and their mother. They just start talking, and and so I just I let them. I, I give them that space to do that and to get it out. We you know either before or after we go through our session, you know. I, I hold them. It's one of the last things I do as part of my session is I, 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 I hold yeah. the men but for like a good five minutes. Mm. Wow. A good five minutes. And not, and not just the like, like a hug, like literally I'm here and his back is against me. So he's leaning against me and I've got my hands wrapped around his, his chest. Mm. Like, That's- so from front, you know, front to back. And I just let him, I, like, they're, like, guys will sit like this and I'll take their head and lean it back against me. And it's, it's the most interesting thing. Like, their body will just start to, like... Mm-hmm. Relax. Yeah. It's like yeah. you can let your guard down. That's a safe space for real. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so. And um, let me take a moment real quick to uh, welcome everybody in the chat. Uh, we have a full house. Uh, I see we have Wayne, Keenan, yeah. Angie... Taylor, uh, Taylor, I'm going to have to uh, hit you up. Uh, D, Mike, uh, uh, that's my place. Dedrick, Marisol, uh, LA, who we're going to Jamaica together. Uh, you're right. Uh, Steven, Jada, we got two Stephanies, uh, and Danny. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Now, we opened up a, a seat. So if you guys want to come in and ask, Maisha, a question, please feel free. Uh, 
Um, she doesn't bite, but uh, me and Shannon do. But you, you've used to our bite. You know, all right. So <laughs> I I I they, they're used to us biting them. So, so please feel free to, to hop in and ask any <laughs> kind of questions. Okay. So, um, man, this is this is really really great conversation. And you know, one thing about uh, about a lot of us guys, there is a lot of pressure on us to be uh, alpha males, to be you know. Uh, never show any weakness, you know, uh, you know, chew glass, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and for some guys, that pressure of, you know, always portraying that, even when you are going through a tough time, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's, a, it could be a loss of a loved one. It could be, you know, just, you know, sometimes you're just not, you don't feel like you can kick the world's ass, you know? And, so my question to you is if you as a mate um how how do you suggest someone helps how how would you suggest a woman helps a a man who may be going through a tough time where he's maybe going through some depression or he's going through some you know some uh some things so i'm a, i'm a big believer in therapy uh, i i spent a good decade on and off in mm-hmm. therapy um, complete with suicide attempt at all. So I, you know, I've dealt with depression. So I, I, I always recommend that. Um, women think I joke, but I tell them if you, if you, if you would like your man, to, if you feel like your man's not opening up to you, and I know women don't, you know, I have give him head or have sex with him. You know, seriously, with vigor, like you care, like you love him, and then when it's all over hold him and ask him what's on his mind. I, I, you know, women, I, you know, sometimes we think, well, it's, it's not like that for us. So it shouldn't be like that for them, but I don't care what society keeps trying to tell us men and women are different. They're different. So my thing is if you would like him to open up to you and you can see that he has difficulty with expressing himself, right? then here's a way that you can use to help him to relax so that he can do that. Over time, it will change, you know, over time it will change, but that's one of the ways that will help him to relax. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to cut out like these little parts. So I'm going <laughs> to be like my next situation. I'm going to be like, oh, wait, wait, let's go to Maisha. What she says on this topic. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Stephen, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Abaragari Maisha. I'll see. He's saying things that make me kind of half remember. I was like five years old, but they sound familiar. Uh, Marigani, yes. So, uh, yeah. so uh, did you have a question? I did, sir. Uh, my question for Maisha. Do you distinguish between intimacy, sensuality, and sexuality uh, as three different things, or do you uh, approach these three things as um, interdependent? So they are three separate things. They are also interdependent. Sensuality is just is the way in which we move through our life. 
which and this is a great question. Sensuality is the way in which you move through our life. You, it's the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the smells that are on you. Again, it's invoking your five senses. We've used that word to describe sex. Sensuality describes the use of our five senses. It can also be sexual because we are sexual beings. Uh, religion has has taught us to separate sex from spirit, which is just the dumbest ever because we got here through sex. So that just makes no damn sense. Um, so sensuality though is living through the five senses. Sexuality describes our intercourse, describes um, that particular act and all of that or what leads up to that or the invitation of that, which can also be sensual. Some sex is not sensual, it is not. Um, intimacy requires no sex mm-hmm. whatsoever. It's the closeness, it's the connection, it's the conversation, it's the energy vibe that you that you feel with someone. So it, they're all they can all be intertwined. Ideally, if you're in a relationship, you would love that that mesh, but they are actually three very separate and distinct things. Uh, Taylor wants to know: Is kissing sensual or sexual? It can be both. Or sexual. Yes. It can, amen. It can be both. It can be both. It can be extremely sensual without sex whatsoever. Hands down, kissing is sensual. Hands down, mm-hmm. you you are invoking smell and taste and feel and sound. And if you kiss with your eyes open, you know, which a lot of people don't do, but if you did that, I can't woof. Um, so it's extremely sensual and it can also be sexual. I kiss with my eyes open. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, what if a mate is a bad kisser? Can someone be uh, helped into being a better kisser? Yes, the same way you help them do anything, which is through communication, which is one of the hardest things for people to do is to communicate with each other honestly and openly. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear out there, so people don't communicate Clearly, they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. They don't want to be rejected. So, rejection is real too, especially when you deal with sexuality and sensuality yeah. and the energy of those things. Um, and creating a safe space, you have to consider your audience, and that vibe is so important. Yeah, yeah. and you can if you can teach someone that you you can keep, teach someone to be a a good kisser. It's, it does, again, it does require conversation. The same thing with anything in sex, you know, it's, it's, sh- it's a little bit of show and tell. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit, don't show it all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, some people don't have the proper, <laughs> the proper lip control. Lip control. <laughs> it's a combination of lip and tongue. It's like, I need you to Yes, I mean, I've had I've had people kiss me who wanted to like. I felt like I was being devoured by an alien, right? It's like it's, it's a whole lot coming at me right there. So, so it's a whole lot like trying to take my whole face in, and it's like, whoa, pause. Let's let's pull it back just a little bit. And I've had some people who want to kiss me, and it's like, and I'm like, okay, you can bring the tongue, you can bring it out. It's okay. I we mean, can, you can we can dance. We can dance. Kissing is dancing to me. It's just it's mouths dancing. That's what it is. A big shout out to Carrie who came back and Dr. Vibe who came in and Carrie says you need to figure out kissing before we meet. Uh, yes. 
And they say how you, how you, how you, how you kiss is how you sex. So, uh, what about uh, sexual uh, prowess being upgraded? Um, you know, some people, you know, maybe are late bloomers, I guess. I don't know. So, uh, what do you think about someone who is maybe not great in the bedroom, but they want to get better? So, what are some ways that they can improve their sex game? So, that's a, that's always an interesting question because it's like, according to whom, right? So, you know, because one person's bad sex is someone else's fantasy because we're all we're also individual with our sex. Uh, but if in general you find that none of your lovers seem to be satisfied and they've told you that, um, I would suggest, you know, taking up some books. I would suggest learning something like Tantra because when your energy shifts, your sex no longer matters whether we realize it or not, we're attracted to the person's energy, not their sex. We haven't seen a, a penis. We haven't seen a vulva. We're, it's, they're drawing us in. There's something about them that's drawing us in. And so people who are bad lovers, it's not so much that it's just generally technique, but there's just something about them that just either feels selfish or just feels like they're not engaged or you know, like they're not communicating, like they're not present, they're not there. It's a whole bunch of other stuff besides their body didn't move right. You know, that's that's the easy part. So I, I encourage people to really work on their energy because that's the thing that if you are the most, uh, you know, if you're whatever unattractive may be for, for someone and we all have our feel of what that is, we'll turn somebody into mm -hmm. a looker. We've all had that experience where we met somebody and been like, oh, no, and then got to know him. And all of a sudden, we were like, oh, damn. You know, it's the energy of the person. Okay. Do you, do you get a lot of clients who maybe come to you saying that they need to upgrade their game? No, not really. People don't come to me to have better sex. I mean, if sex work were legal uh, and I could be a sex worker, I would. And then maybe they could come to me for that and we could do a lot of things and I could show them some things, but I can't show them anything. So, no. You can take like uh, puppets. <laughs> I do have a box full of toys, like not full of, but I have, I have sample dildos and vulvas that I've used in my class for oral sex to show people, um, you know, the anatomy of things during the oral sex class. Oh, you have a, a class? Oral sex I, I I did I did yes indeed oh, I did one for did. men one for men and one for women. Oh, do you is this a reoccurring class? Because me and Kenta gonna come. <laughs> so people have asked for it to be reoccurring, and I have to figure out how you know I need I need the mental time and space to do that. I I love teaching about oral sex. It's it is one of my favorite things to do, and I think that you know, and it's healing. It's very healing for both men and women to, to experience it and experience it with a partner who, who enjoys it. So, um, but yeah, I use toys for that. So on that, I help people up there. I help people up their oral sex game for sure. Absolutely. Okay. You don't do no grapefruit crap. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't because, and no, no shade to people who use those type of props. But for me personally, a, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm giving head, I don't have time to cut up a grapefruit. Okay. That's just, yeah, number one. you know what I'm saying? Like I got to make sure I bought the grapefruit. Then I got to go hold on, baby. Let me go cut the grapefruit. 
I don't need the grapefruit. That's what deep throating is for. And then the juices are going to get all over the place. It's just, it's a big mess. I just, I, it's just not for me. I'm not saying it's not, a, I saw the technique. It's cool, but I don't, that's basically what you're doing is you're putting a barrier there to make it juicier, you know, but you can learn how to do that with your saliva and there are tips and tricks on how to take it deeper in your throat. So put the grapefruit aside, just do it. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. says, I wish there was some kind of head Olympics so we could settle for once. Uh, ah, yes, who was best? Hilarious. That would hilarious. be awesome. Yes. I would definitely be in attendance. Uh, that Coming to you in 2020. Yes. Coming to you, yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, now, on May 11th, you have an event that's uh, popping off. Uh, can you speak on that? Yes. So uh, along with Central Energy Alchemy, my other businesses with partners, there are, there are four of us that make up the Black Tantra group. And on May 11th, we have the Sensual Reflexology Workshop. This is our fourth or fifth workshop. Uh, we try to hold them every other month. Um, so Sensual Reflexology, we're going to talk about uh, genital mapping. We're going to talk about how the the penis has in reflexology the the penis has organs that correspond to parts of it that correspond to parts of a woman's vaginal canal so for instance um the tip of the penis uh correlates to a man's heart uh, so and the cervix of a woman correlates to a woman's heart so when his head hits her cervix it's literally two hearts touching each other which is one of the reasons why cervical orgasms can be extremely powerful because you're literally like engaging the energy of the heart um, with that. So I just gave the men a lovely tip. Next time you're having sex with your woman, you know, make that cervix feel very happy and you'll find that she'll make some different types of noises. So we're going to be, we're gonna be... <laughs> So we're going to be talking about that. So we'll be talking about central reflexology. So that's May 11th uh, here in New York City from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. But we are also traveling to the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia in July. We will be in, I think, Charlotte in September uh, and then um, in Philly in November, most likely. And then we have Detroit and Boston would like us to come. So we'll be hopefully we can make it out to L.A. I hope we can make it down to Florida. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Come on, yes. Florida. Let now, tell, us about, tell us about where you went when you were in Florida. Tell us about this retreat that you went to in Texas. Yes. yes. So, I, yes, I love retreats. So, um, I've been to a few. Uh, this one was the Art of Sacred Sexuality Retreat. Uh, uh, I believe they're doing it again this October, and I will be presenting um at this one it will be in jamaica Ooh. Uh, according to the website uh but the so the the other sex, sacred sexuality retreat started in 2015 um and like i said i was one of the first teachers there and then i missed a few of them uh, but it's a, it was it's a safe space where we come there are speakers that are there speaking about um tantra uh relationships um the last one we did a demonstration on sensual BDSM. I was the model. It's very, very happy to be the model. Um, yes, we had some, for the women, we had some belly dancing classes. We had like 
Qigong. We had um, exercises at the beach. It was just a beautiful, people think it's like a big orgy when you go to a, a, it's not, it's not. not. Because here's the thing, when you start studying the energy of sex, you realize you do not want to have sex with just anybody. Like you want a lot of sex, but you're very particular about the people that you're having sex with because you Mm -hmm. want your sex to be really, really good. You know, so it was a lot of learning is a lot of closeness is a lot of bonding. I mean, yes, we did have some very interesting workshops of which you would just have to be there to, 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 to experience it. Um, we talked about money. We did. We talked about money and sex. Uh, they're often closely related. Uh, but yeah, and then I went to another uh, sacred sexuality retreat uh, later that year in December. Um, and we did a healing a healing. Uh, ritual around um, around sexual trauma that was really powerful, and it was all of us in a room just feeling into our own individual bodies and and just exploring our bodies individually. The lights were low, you know, but just shedding the layers of shame and being okay with who with who we were. That that was a beautiful experience. Yeah, but again, no orgies. I mean, there's there are tons of play parties and swinger parties for that, which are awesome. I love swingers parties. I go to watch. I think they're great, but no orgies at the at the retreats. Maisha, what do you think about mm. male masturbation clubs? I don't. I gotta say, I'm completely ignorant. Completely ignorant, and and not sad about that. Um, I need to know what a male masturbation club. Is because I'm. I think we all do. Yeah, that's a that's a men sitting around. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know. Well, um. So, uh, <laughs> this face is absolutely like, um. Yeah. So here's my. <laughs> I don't think. I, all right, we're done for the night. No, I don't. Um. So, oh, circle jerks. Gotcha. Right now. Okay. So here's my thing about men and masturbation, and it's a little different for women. Um, so women were made as pleasure creatures. Uh, our, our clitoris, as everybody knows, or if they don't know, I don't know why, our, our clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings, right? And so it is the only part of the human body that was created strictly for pleasure. It has no other purpose but to give pleasure. The penis has another purpose, right? It secretes uh, sperm, semen, it's for urine, right? But the clitoris has no other purpose than that. The way women's bodies are set up, we can have orgasm upon orgasm upon orgasm. That is how our bodies are created, which is why women are really created to be sensual and sexual creatures. Why our power has been stripped away from us is a whole nother topic of conversation, unless we have time for that here. For men, it's different. Um, men are not designed according to Chinese medicine. Let's just put it that way. And I, and I believe it to be true to ejaculate as often as they do for men, that semen is their life force. It's their chi. It's their, you know, I like to play video games, right? You got so many lives. Every time a man ejaculates his sperm, which is why when men do ejaculate, they're exhausted afterwards. They're exhausted. Women are not exhausted after orgasms. They're tired after sex because it's a physical activity for sure. But women are not depleted 
after an orgasm, men are depleted after they ejaculate. So for men, I encourage them to learn how to have orgasms without ejaculating, which is semen retention. And then when, when men can retain their semen, they hold their chi, they hold their life force, but they can still have multiple orgasms and still enjoy sex without depleting themselves. So I'm not really a big fan of circle jerks because just simply because it depletes a man's energy. I mean, whether or not men are happy watching some other man get off, I could care less, but um, it's more the, the, just the, the random depletion of a man's battery power. Like that's your battery pack. Don't just spew that shit out there in the world just to, just to be wiped up by a napkin. That's gold. Yeah. And that's not an activity you should do with the ladies. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I could put, I could see playing video games, going to the club, you know, but jerking off with the homies. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, that's that's special. That's yeah. special. Yeah, I mean, like, nah, that's crazy though. But hey, man, to each his own. But uh, <laughs> so, so for the beginners, Maisha, what books? I know you mentioned Tantra, and you mentioned some other things. Which a couple of those books I am a fan of. But for people who are just getting into your work and to your art form and to your alchemy if you um will what would you send them home like i know every good coach sends their clients home with homework what books do you encourage them to read what homework do you encourage them to do urban tantra by barbara Corellis is is that yes see it is it is the book i recommend for everyone um it is, it is filled with really cool activities, yeah, exercises. Yeah. It breaks down Tantra in just this regular people way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I've read about Tantra literally from the Eastern perspective. So, uh, you know, and the academic perspective. So, and, and it's, it's Tantra's deep stuff. This, this over here, a lot of people are learning is Neo-Tantra, which is kind of like Neo-Witchcraft or Neo-Paganism. It's not quite mm-hmm. the same, but it's close. Um, but she takes Tantra and really makes it easy um, to get at. I can do better than that. Urban Tantra. Mm-hmm. And I think I have that book. Mm. If I can spell I her name right. I'll even show you the book. Uh, yes. Yeah. I've been reading the wrong books. <laughs> so I've got, I've got over 20 something books. Like I've got tons of books. I have books that talk about uh, sex magic. I have books that talk about how do you semen, how women can use semen. Yep, that's it. How women can use semen as an anti-aging. Um. Uh. Well, I've got I've got books. So, <laughs> you know, on energy and and um, all kinds of things. You know, uh, so it's good stuff. But urban tantra, urban tantra is what I would recommend everybody start with if you're interested in learning about this at all. As for exercises, real, real simple. Hug your your partner. Hug your partner and breathe together and hug for like a good 60 seconds. And that's a long time for a lot of people because we really don't hug that long at all. But hug with purpose. Like you hug them and you just breathe together and, and watch and see how your breathing will start to sync up together watch how your energies sync up together um mm-hmm. 
another fun exercise for people who are new to energy work or new to this idea that we are energy beings is to play with your own energy. You can rub your hands together, you know, and spread them apart and you can start to just slowly come in and you'll, you'll feel this tingle in the center of your palm. That's, that's your energy. Right. And you can practice that with your partner. You can rub your, rub your hands together and hold your hands out to your partner and practice that and practice just following each other's energy, like have them move their hand and you move your hand with it. Um, as far as trust, uh, blindfolding each other is always a great activity. Blindfolds are great for trust or closing your eyes if you have blindfold issues and having them lead you around the house. These are small things that build trust and connection between you and your Absolutely. partner. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. And it heightens, the, it heightens that simple energy because you mentioned senses are so important to me because I use it on a creative level. I give gifts from the five senses. Um, and so when you do stuff like that, you challenge people to think outside of what they do every day. I don't need you to see right now. I need you to trust that I am going to do what's right for you, that I'm going to put you in a place where we can vibrate higher or elevate ourselves together and create this level of intimacy that's safe and inviting and mm -hmm. is releasing something greater for the both of us. Like, I'm here for it. So when is this class again? Because we yes. need to be there. Uh, yeah, this one's May 11th in New York City. Um, my, I don't I don't have any online classes coming up right now. I'm, I'm closing the doors. I did. I do have a program, but I'm literally closing the doors tomorrow. So if anyone is interested, you've got till tomorrow night, like this time to get in. It's called Orgasmic Alchemy. It's five weeks of pleasure and creation. Literally, this program is built around masturbation. So the women, women? It's, it's women. It, yep. It's, we start May 6th. Um, so I've already got 20 plus women in the program, which is a, a, a good amount. Um, so it's going to be five weeks. I'll do a live video each week, uh, on zoom. So it doesn't matter where you are. Um, so I'll do a live video each week. I'll talk about some aspect of it. The first week, we're gonna we're gonna just you know go over your yoni, which is your vulva. You're gonna you're gonna get in touch with her literally and figuratively. Um, we're gonna go over ideas about about sensuality and sexuality. We're going to um, talk about breathing. I'm gonna show the woman how to breathe. You can actually have an orgasm through breath work. So I'm gonna show the woman how to breathe. I'm gonna mm. show the woman how to write affirmations, and I'm gonna show the woman how to create because that's that's what I use to create my life. I literally, y'all, if y'all knew my story, I mean, I've been homeless. I've been on SNAP. I've been on, like the government knows me well. I've been on welfare and I've literally used the orgasmic energy to create something. I, money, I create money. Like it just, it just, it just comes in. Like I, I don't, I don't even worry about it anymore. I, re I really don't. Um, so wait, so, and, so you yes. do masturbation? Yes. Really? Yes. Interesting. It's a little, it's a little different for men. Oh, so I can't, I can't uh, pay my bills because I don't, I don't want you, I don't want you to lose your seed. Oh, I don't want you to lose your seed. So you're, you, you would want to draw the energy up into you to power your masculinity, right? Mm -hmm. Say so, that again. Say that. Right. So it's not that you can't use masturbation as a way for you to, to, to boost what you want and to, and to think, you know, to have happen what you want to have happen. And the reason why this, and I'm going to give you all this, this tidbit now, um, but we'll talk about it in the program. The reason why so I ought to be rich, <laughs> I do make it, I do make it appear. The reason why this works is because during the moment of orgasm, um, 
you're you're there's literally a shift in your brain like i said before it stops thinking your frontal lobe shuts down so there's no thought process to tell you you can't do something and so you're rewiring your brain at that time you're rewiring it with this new thought at that time and so you're literally retraining your brain and the way your brain thinks without having your ego interfere and say how is that going to happen i can't do it all these other things that our ego will tell us it, it's not possible right you you create space for the unknown to do what it needs to do so yeah i've literally yeah been been doing that uh-huh so that's what we're going to learn in orgasmic alchemy that's what i'm teaching the women over the next five weeks uh the last program i did was solstice alchemy and it was a 40-day journey um and a woman who's a business owner she had her first 20k month in her business doing the things that i was suggesting to do in the program so mm. that's awesome now there's yeah. something that I, I definitely want you to speak on and yes. I, I think that um I don't want to uh, not, you know, finish this program without talking about it. Um, a lot of black people don't realize that what you're speaking on is like some people think it's some crazy white people stuff or, <laughs> or it's some Chinese Buddha stuff, but they don't realize that it comes from us. And yeah. So so can you speak on that a little bit? Yes, it does. And as a matter of fact, I am planning a trip. And I, I want us to say, I don't know how, I, I, I don't need to know how the money's going to come. I'm planning a trip to Ghana next year, me and my children. And one of the things that I want to do while I'm there is is find some places to, we're not going to be there very long, but but dig into sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of what uh, was taught on the continent of Africa, um, is the book right there? I'm sorry, I don't mean to, no. I don't mean to interrupt the, the broadcast. There. I was going to see if I could find the book. I can't. I have um, sexuality and sacred marriage. No, there's a book. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember it, but it's uh, Nigerian. It talks about the uh, no Rwandan um, sacred sexuality practices and how they revere the women and the clitoris and what they do in terms of of boosting her sexuality, right? So, uh, a lot of the sacred sexuality practices on the continent um, ha- have either stayed hidden mm-hmm. or they were completely destroyed by colonialism. Right, and then taken over by Christianity, and so even even some of our brothers and sisters there have now had this idea that you know the sex is this dirty thing, or it's only for such and such, you know. But that's not the culture that it was. Yes, this started on that continent. Um, the SMI, uh, I'm learning this from um, a sacred sexuality class that I'm taking now with a friend of mine who we we have both studied Tantra, she took it further toward the indigenous route. Um, I've been studying it, studying it more from the Tibetan Buddhist and Asian route, but now I'm getting, now I'm being called to to learn from it from the indigenous route as well. Um, but the Smai Tui, um, that's, a, that's, that's something that uh, is, a, is a form of sacred sexuality uh, that's on the continent of Africa that uh, she's currently been studying. So yeah, this is no, this is not, this is not crazy. This is what we've always known. This is just it's how we operated. We just didn't put names to all of this because it just was, you know, with the Native Americans, it just was. We, you know, if you look at um, their ancient drawings and depictions of of I know there's one in particular that I saw in a program that I took of a woman whose legs were spread and like this light coming out of her. This is like 
drawn on a on a wall um and the men were like were there you know because it was it was her vaginal power her pussy power you know that was going to help the crops grow you know or help bring the rain you know that type of thing so this this has been going on for millennia you know we're just now getting a whiff of it you know with our small narrow-minded behinds over here in the west um but they've been practicing this for the longest time and the people who are who have learned Tantra, especially in India, are the darker people. They've got colorism just like we do. So they always put like their light-skinned folks in Bollywood, just like we do over here. Um, but it's the it's the dark and blue-black um, people uh, in southern India and you know and um, in those in those countries in those areas that have been practicing this since forever. So this is this is not new. This is not some new thing. This is old. This is very old. Very old right. This is who we are. Very old. I mean, you can go back even further than, but ancient Egypt, for example, um, you know, Cleopatra, you know, for yeah, example, you know, before, <laughs> way before her, you know, so, uh, I mean, and there's, there's records of all of this. And the thing is, we don't really, as black people, understand where we come from, like in totality. I don't, I don't mean just like West Africa or wherever, you know, but like, right. like our history. And right. once we understand that this is us, a lot of this stuff is us. A lot of, I mean, outside of this, a lot of this came from us. And we need to to understand that and not be so afraid of of these things because, you know, these are your ancestors, you know? So I love it. I love what you do. Uh, as, as you know, I'm your biggest fan. and Thank you. Uh, And I realize that this generation of... Uh, of uh, listeners and whatnot hadn't had the opportunity, the pleasure of uh, of seeing you. And uh, I'm going to once again put her Twitter and her Instagram in in the chat room, and it's in the show notes as well. Please make sure you follow her on both pa- platforms as well as her website as well. I think a bunch of people are following her. Because- uh, yeah, you want to check out my Instagram. I do these really sensual stories Monday through Friday where I'm topless. Oh, yes. Well, yes, we follow you. That out. <laughs> Definitely, you want to check that out for sure. For sure. So, but you check know, I made the right decision. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel so blessed that um, in these platforms that I've had the chance to meet such wonderful people. And I really love what you do. I mean, it's, it's really amazing. And, you know, like these conversations, uh, we just don't have. You know? mm-hmm. And I think it's important. Or we, or we don't have them. I feel like the right way, um, you know. Right. So, you know, like I said, thank you so much. Um, real quick, if anybody has any questions before we say goodbye, the the seat is open. Uh, come in. Promise nobody will bite. Um, I'm, the seat. Yeah. You can't make that kind of promises, but right, right, right. I don't so, bite. I do lick, but I don't. I'm not a biter. So, I'm a licker. Hey Jada. Jada, the birthday girl. Hey, I just gotta be cool. I'm like, well, because I'm naked. So hold on a second. Oh, hey, all right. Jada, yeah, right. naked. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, it's on Thursday. So thank you guys. Um, I wanted to know, do you do one-on-one sessions? Yes, I do. I do. I do uh, energy work in person, and I also do coaching sessions. Where in Harlem are you? Like, I mean, like. Do you have a place that like? Yes. Like, yes. Okay. So that's what so I do. Okay. I do my I do my sessions in Union Square. 
Okay. Okay. So I'll contact you uh, via IG or Twitter. I okay. love women. I love women. The women clients. I had a. I had a woman. A woman client. Uh, just at just this past Sunday, I did a wonderful yoni massage for her. Mm. For those who, for mm. those who don't know what a yoni is, it's the Sanskrit word for your vagina. So yeah, I was yeah. stroking her her G spot. You know, just helping her relax and open up. Yeah. Sometimes we need that. You yeah. know. That's right. And so it's that the feminine energy that just where you're flowing. So I recently within like the last year I started where it's like where I started meditating, getting in tune with myself and on a different level. So sexually just from years ago, but on a different level, I feel like mentally and spiritually um, since last year. And it's just really different. I will say that. And it's beautiful on another level like that I've never experienced. I will say that. Just falling in love with myself all over again in a different and mature way. Um, and so, yeah, I love everything that you're saying. So, yeah. Thank you. You know why? Just yeah. last year over the summer was a huge, if you study, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a, an astrology expert, but last summer, was a lot of shit going on with all the planets and it was really heavy. Mm-hmm. Like like 2018 could keep itself and never come back. It was really heavy, but it was pulling back a lot of layers from a lot of us. And mm-hmm. we came out of it feeling so much lighter. And we're about to go through a, a season right now over the summer where Saturn, Jupiter and Pluto are all in retrograde, which is gonna cause us to really look at our shadow selves. What are we really mm-hmm. afraid of? Who do we really want to be? What do, what do we want to be responsible for? So, but it's going to be on a lighter level. But last year, that was heavy. Yeah, no, I'm here for it, though. Yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. I can't wait to meet you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank so, you. Well, thank you. All right. Yay. And uh, Jada, well, I don't think, you're not going to be on Thursday, right? Oh, wait, wait. When's our show? Wednesday? Thursday? Tomorrow? Thursday. Because it's her birthday. So, uh, you're not yeah, going to so you're gonna be on uh, the following week, though, right? No, but I'll be on. No, I'll be on tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow. yeah, tomorrow, Thursday. I mean Wednesday. Now you guys. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Yeah, okay. and then before, so what I will do, I will say this, you guys. Um, the week after next, I'm gonna have like a because I'm traveling that Wednesday. So when I get, I guess when I whenever I get to my resort. I will have a birthday get vocal and I want all of you guys just like a birthday celebration on get vocal is what I mean while I'm in, in Jamaica. So yeah, we'll do that like on live, but yeah, That's but tomorrow. Good. So catch my show, you guys, I will be Eastern standard time. <laughs> I will be That's for sure. And uh, real quick before we, we go, anybody else have anything? They, the floor is yours. Um, all right, Danny. All right, she must have drank her V8. Actually, braided my hair, so I've been listening. You are awesome. Um, I just want to know how do you, how can you read like a person's sexual energy? Hmm. How do you read a person's sexual energy? Or do you have any books that can help you? Because sometimes I feel like. I pick up on sexual energy, but I don't really know how to interpret it. So you're already empathic and you're latent psychic. I wouldn't suggest that you read any books on it. It's just going to confuse you. You're looking for the academic for what's already inside you. 
You know, you, you get what I'm saying? Like what, yeah. you're, what you're feeling is what it is. Okay. Trust, trust you. Cause I, I do readings too. <laughs> so I okay. do, right. Cause it helps in my line of work. So I, I, I read people, I feel them and your energy is real strong. Like it's real strong. I you don't have a strong energy. I get yeah. told that all the time, but. I yeah, mean, you, don't, you don't need, you don't need to, you're looking for like the, okay, what's the right way to do this? And, and spirit is already telling you, you, there's no right way. You are, you're already doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. So what, what you're picking up on, trust it. Cause the times when you pick up on it and you don't trust it, you're like, damn, I knew it. I knew it. And you didn't listen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So just trust it. Ooh, girl. Yeah. Okay. You got to Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, you'll be hearing from me too. Cause you know. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so it was nice meeting you. It was a great show. Same here, same here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Danny. Yeah. Wow. She's amazing. She's got amazing. Like, whew. Yes. Like I felt her all up my spine. Uh oh. Yes. Yeah. Don't Danny. That is a that, that is definitely a classic uh, Danny reaction. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> her all in your spine. Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh, your, audience, your audience is great. Oh yeah, I, I knew they was gonna love you. Um. Okay, so how can we reach you in so- social media, your website, and what should we be on the lookout for? Um, so you can reach me at Sensual Energy Alchemy across everything. I like to make it really easy. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, I, I have a Tumblr account, but, uh, you know, I, fuck them because now you can't post, like, the cool shit anymore. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm mostly at. Um, Instagram, I'm on the most. You'll see the, You'll see me posting there and putting things there um, the most. And then you can always reach out to me via email info at sensual energy alchemy.com. And the website is sensual energy alchemy.com. All right. And, um, Shannon, how can people get you on social media and tell us about Sunday? (laughs) Okay. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Shannon Ford, like the president hyphen Jefferson, like the president. Um, And then books, I'm a poetry writer, published author, five books, all on Amazon, working on my sixth Sunday. Well, actually, let's pause. Tomorrow, I'll be on Dr. Vibe Show talking about two of my favorite topics, domestic violence and human trafficking. Um, Friday, I'll be on Melvin's show talking about um, mothers who haven't given birth to children, Mm. uh, but still parent. Um, which will be a very interesting topic, um, given my line of work prior to the current line of work. And then on Sunday, uh, the premiere of my show is Set Apart Woman, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and it'll be a really good conversation um, with two ladies who are mothers. Um, and all month, it'll be mothers on each show on Sunday. So I'm really excited. And what I, about Kente? What you got going on? How can we follow you? Before I, I say that, I'm very excited for you, Shannon. You know that uh, even though I give you all kinds of heck, that I think very highly of you, Shannon. So looking forward to all that you do. And uh, we'll be there to support you. 
right. Thank so you, can, you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, and also you can get me at Kente Ferguson. That's F E R G E R S O N on Instagram, and then uh, our website indyradio.org. That's I N D Y radio.org. Um, we're doing some maintenance. It'll be up hopefully tomorrow. Um, that is where you can get all of the information about all the programs that we're doing. <clears throat> and welcome, uh, Anthony, who just came in free. Super uh, late. So we will we will be back <laughs> next Monday with an all new episode of Men and Women Talk, Mars Venus Show. Thank you so much. You guys were amazing. And thank you, Myesha. Thank you guys for having me. I love your audience. You guys are awesome. You really are. And thank you guys so much for having me on this. This is a great time. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. The news on flavored e-cigs talks a lot about the technology and teen use, but parents need to know more about the dangers of nicotine. So know this. One, nicotine is a toxic poison that can rewire teens' brains. Two, it can increase mood swings. Three, it can limit attention and learning. So even when it tastes like candy, nicotine is brain poison. Go to flavorshookkids.org for more.